eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it is that time of the show where we turn things over to our loyal listeners for the Twitter mailbag. Uh, the first question here, Brian, comes from Cowboys Optimist at Desert ah, Heat AZ. And he's asking, who's the surprise, unexpected guy with the best shot at the 53? Last year it was Azure Kamara. Uh, I think the guy that you need to watch, I don't know about you, Brian, the, the guy that I get the sense and it's a tough room to break, but, man, I think they really like Mika Tafua, the, the undrafted pass rusher from Utah. Well, i tell you what, I, you, you're going right down where I felt like that you were going to go here with that. I, he has done a lot of really interesting things when you watch his game, how active he is, how they use him on twist stunts, how he's able to free himself. Might be a very surprising guy there for sure. I, I, I think – What's going to be really hard is they've got so many spots initially yep. that they can't carry guy. I mean, they have to do some roster manipulation. The team that you see on Tuesday when they get down to the final cut, I just don't think, you know, two days later, it could be a completely different team yeah. with, with the way that is. So to say, oh, well, hey, who's a surprise this and who's a surprise that? you might not be able to have surprise guy right now, yeah. you know, because they have, they have injury concerns at wide receiver that they have to manipulate. What are they going to do with the offensive line? What are they going to do with the defensive line? You know, that how many safeties roster manipulation is going to be uh, the number one thing that they try and work through on Tuesday. And then let's see what happens Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, if if that roster changes to where you get that surprise guy. Would, if we're talking about just on the initial 53 before all the manipulations, they are going to need to carry probably more offensive linemen than 
Yeah, like they're going to carry some it guys. It was good to see Well, let's go practice. Yes, it was. We, was. we didn't even mention that. I was, was thinking. I was thinking. Well, let's go was going to be a let's redshirt him kind of. A guy. I did too. I I did as well. And so, so now now with well let's go practicing, he stands a chance to be on the fifty three man roster here. I mean, you were going to probably have to put him on to get him on the IR. Yep. Uh, or you know the injured list. Excuse me, but yeah, that was uh, that was something that uh, you know, I was kind of like. Seeing, I was keeping an eye on that one for sure. Do you think, uh, if we're talking about surprise fifty three, any chance that that surprise could be the guy we've talked about already today, Alarcon? Man, do they, do they, no, okay, help Guard, me he can spot. play I mean, guard and tackle. They, he can play they, both sides. They autom- they, they, yeah, they automatically get him on practice the squad. practice squad, yep, right? Yep, yep. I think, gosh, he's he's actually looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good, and. But has he looked good enough to be on the 53? I say because they know they have a roster exemption for him on the international stuff. It's easy to just squad. Yeah, it's easy to just I, I, stash. I think, it's, I think he gets stashed there, yeah. Uh, next, uh, or more statement, I guess, uh, from Brad. He says, bold proclamation, the right side of the offensive line will be better than the left. Agree or disagree and why? Man, that's uh, obviously disagree. Zach. That's that's bold. Zach Martin. Zach Martin's great. I know you're you're just you're not a Terrence Steele fan, but I think the I'm right side not. of the line. I think the right side of the line could be solid. I'll tell you what. I was watching. Uh, I was watching the practices last night with uh, with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, and we were sitting there watching the computer. I'm like, what do you notice about this offensive line? And Tamara says, look how much smaller Steele looks as opposed to everybody else in their stance. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You know, he just looks smaller than everybody else in their stance. And so it was kind of funny that uh, that she pointed that out. And I was thinking the same thing. And I'm thinking, just that lack of power. It's just that lack of bulk right there. I, I feel like I, I I feel like I keep saying Smith's going to play left guard. I that's I keep saying that. I, and then I watch. Yeah. Then I watch McGovern, and McGovern hasn't been bad. It's not like McGovern has been bad. No, no, I thought I thought he had some trouble yesterday with Odigizua and Bohanna during practice. They they were giving him he, it some. It wasn't issues. as clean as that. He's played well in these games. I you did know, notice him. Hob- I, mean, week, I noticed him hobble at one point. I I need to poke around on that see if there's anything. I noticed him kind of limping around at one point, like a foot or an ankle. He or something. hasn't been terrible, Bobby. I'm sorry. We, I, <laughs> I, and I love Smith. I do feel like it's Smith and Smith on the left side. But man, we've kind of talked about maybe some of the faults of Smith. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Smith I'm gonna give Tyron Smith the the nod that things are gonna get worked out. But man, uh, there's some concern there. I think Smith is better on that side than what we're probably gonna get from Steele on the right side. Even though Martin is a Hall of Famer over there at you know right guard and can help him. You can see I I made it a point every time I watch Steele. Martin's eyes are over on that right side. He's he, that right tackle. He's not. You can see left hand is st- is holding in there for uh, Biotish. You know, left hand, left hand. But those eyes and head are looking at that right tackle spot. Yeah, because he he knows he knows if that if that defender comes inside, he's going to have to redirect, slide over, and take that guy. Question from Trey Davis, uh, talking about what players could be traded before the final roster cuts, and is there any truth uh, that the Cowboys are interested in Andy Isabella? I haven't heard anything about the Cowboys being interested in Andy Isabella. He's been a disappointment no. in Arizona um, since being a second-round pick. 
In fact, one of the things I do distinctly remember, I remember having a conversation uh, with somebody uh, inside the Cowboys personnel department when Isabella was coming out, and their opinion was that he was way too stiff for a guy that small, that they thought he played too stiff and, and wasn't quick enough. And so... Talking about a I don't smaller... remember them being high on him. No, they I don't weren't, remember they weren't. anybody ever talking about Andy Isabella as being a guy. They, they weren't. You're talking about a guy with great straight line speed and everything else, but a yeah. smaller, more slightly built guy um, who who doesn't have the the kind of quickness that you want if you've got a, a smaller receiver. And it may be why. Hey, your slight guy made a couple of plays yesterday as a receiver. He your did. Cavante Turpin. Yeah. Your slight Turpin. He he had a couple of plays. You know, yeah. he threw him the ball a couple different times. So. They're going to find a way to use the kid, you know, and, uh, and you know, but they need to heal him up a little bit too. Well, and the know, question, he needs a little bit of a rest. The question about any players that could be traded before final roster cuts, I think the names you got to watch there are probably, if they if they were to make a player swap and say we got a surplus here, probably coming off the defensive line. So you look at the ends and the tackles, prob- I think the guys you would need to watch there are Basham and you'd probably need to watch uh, Tristan Hill as guys that they could potentially try and move. But Tristan Hill well, may, hey. be, may be a victim of what Taco Charlton was, where when the Cowboys got to a point where they wanted to trade Taco right. Charlton, everybody just went, you can cut him. We'll hang around and wait. Hey, I, I, how about this one? A lot of whispers about Ridgeway spot yeah. being on the team. Which and, is interesting. And I reached, out to, I reached out to a guy outside the organization, and I'm thinking, hey, when you look at the Cowboys, what do you think about the one techniques? He says, Bohanna has played better than Ridgeway. Yes. And he goes, my guy says, you know, Ridgeway might be a guy that probably might be a better offensive lineman, might be a better guard than he would a one technique. And I was like, well, oh, I haven't heard that. So, but there was there was some whispering that maybe that Ridgeway wasn't a sure thing on this team because my guy said, hey, who's playing better down there between Bohanna and Ridgeway? I said, Bohanna, he goes, how many one techniques are they really going to keep? And yeah. I'm like, well. I've had, I've had Ridgeway on this roster the whole time because I think you've heard. I have too. I, I think, have too, I think I this think, guy brought up some interesting thoughts about, about Ridgeway, maybe his spot, not totally. This team likes to protect the draft. Don't get me wrong. Because and, 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 and they won't go get anybody in free agency. They have to have their draft picks. Well, and he's a guy know? who I believe they had a fourth round grade on. Sure. Um, and he's a guy who uh, I, I've heard positive things about what they think he can be in terms of a culture guy, and and that they they've got yeah. some they've got I, I heard they had some long term plans for him, and so it it it's it, but it is interesting. Like your numbers are so tight, and he hasn't performed as well. He's been a little yeah. he's been a little banged up. Maybe he's one of these guys that because he got hurt again yesterday. I noticed. Uh, yeah. He had been dealing with the knee. I noticed at one point he had to limp off and and he's wasn't trying to. Stuff. He's trying to get through. There's I I, no I want. I wonder if maybe I just, they try I and redshirt him. I wonder if yeah, they try thought, to redshirt him. They they'd have yeah, to obviously I, carry him initially, but I wonder if they try to do some sort of a redshirt with him. Because you remember, yeah. you asked me why Ridgeway was falling during the draft when we were on the draft show, and I told yeah. you I didn't know for sure, but I said I do know that he was always banged up during training, and so they, this is it may be a yeah. guy who who needs a clean up and can stash on IR. Yeah, that's that's the thing about it. I'm starting to think of guys that might be surprise cuts because all along we've thought Ridgeway, 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 and then now we got people like, well, who's playing better? How many one techniques going to carry? Right. You know, you going to carry one, you going to carry two. How many you going to carry? And my guy said, if yeah, keep an eye. If they if Bohanna is clearly better 
and he's the guy, then you know, Ridgeway might not be long for this thing. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, next question here uh, from at the process underscore pep. And, and you kind of just referenced this. Uh, did they get Turpin more involved on offense? Absolutely. At least in this practice. Yeah. They've been doing jet sweeps and reverses and some different things with him during these throwing preseason the games. Too. They're yeah. actually throwing him the ball, and he he was yeah. during the one-on-one sessions. He was able to get in targets with Dak. Dak was in there yeah. throwing to Turpin on these one-on-ones. So it definitely feels like they're at least open towards a, a more expanded role for him inside of the offense. Totally agree. Yeah, that's uh, when you see him in practice and he's running routes and then getting the ball, and it's, not just like you mentioned the reverses of the jet sweeps or screens, it's legitimate downfield routes, then that that's that that has to be encouraging for him to get those opportunities and encouraging for the staff to see him uh, finish the way he has. Uh, next question here. Uh, let's go with Jake. He's asking, does the sprinkle release assure Hender spot a roster spot? Where do they go light if they roll with four tight ends? I, I think that... Hendershot's got a, a decent chance to make the roster. Um, he had a drop yesterday during team period. That You don't want to see that. Uh, but also with McEwen uh, dealing with the the, uh, PCL. the PCL sprain, then yeah. maybe, you know, it's it's tough. When there's a tough competition and you've got a guy missing time, even if it's because of injury, that's that's tough to to win that spot for the guy who's hurt. I had hurt, three so. tight ends. And you, and you love you Hendershot. I don't know how you carry four. I really, really don't. I mean, you can say all the great things you want about McEwen, but they're, they're blocking better, you know, and McEwen is part of that. But I'm just saying, it, Hendershot to me looks like he has far, far more upside than what McEwen has. Just watching him play, watching him catch the ball, watching him block, I just feel like this, there's some legitimacy to his, his trying to win a roster spot. And you mentioned it. Guy's got a PCL strain. How long is that going to take him out? Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. I can't carry. I've got other numbers I have to worry about. I got three really solid tight ends. You know, I have three really solid tight ends now. And McEwen, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't see you as one of those guys. Uh, next question here from uh, let's go with uh, Brad Green is asking, do you think Kellen is getting more adaptive with play calling game planning and not being as hard headed as we were with Garrett? I felt like we got a taste of that early last year, but after Dak's injury, they kind of fell back to the old ways. That's been an issue for Kellen Moore has been staying consistent into the season. I think yeah. that people around the league will will tell you that he he seems to tighten up a little bit in the second half of the season and and doesn't know how to to respond to the way that defenses are reacting to what he did in the first half of the year. All three years, it's been a very aggressive offense in the first half of the season that goes much more conservative into the second half. And so I I don't know that I don't know that we'll have an answer to that until we get into the regular season. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you have to wait and see what happens in the regular season. But he's clearly coaching for his job, and Mike McCarthy is going to allow him to coach for his job. And so we'll see I, if, if he gets in trouble, then 
a week five, week six, things aren't working out great offensively. You're playing well on defense, but you're not scoring any points. It might be a time where Mike McCarthy says, I need to take over the primary play calling, and here we go. But we've seen Kellen Moore have success early, and then the second half, as you mentioned, fall apart. But you're not going to know until the regular season. I think one thing he needs to do is he needs to stay committed to trying to run the football. I'm not just saying run it first, second, third down and punt. I'm saying, you know, find a way the good mix he's been doing, play action on first, run on second. He's run sometimes on second and long, just as a nickel run to try and pop things, you know, make something happen. So maybe he's getting a little bit better feel for that here in the preseason. And last question here from Dean Julia. Is there a former either Cowboys wide receiver or any wide receiver in the league that you can compare Jalen Tolbert to? Who's your comp after seeing him go through camp? Man, comp, that's tough. Uh, I know, I remember there were a few people who threw out the comparison of uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, there, there was a few people, I remember Lance Zerline was one of those. Um, but that's interesting. I, I, I don't know that anybody springs to mind right off the top of my head as a good comparison for... Jalen told well, whoever you, have you wanted in college football that goes and, and, and got the football and was taunting people after he caught it, whoever that guy is in your memory, <laughs> that's who he was in college. Yeah. Right now he, right now, and we saw it yesterday. He, he's, he, he played with some confidence yesterday afternoon. You know, he did. He found a way to make plays. He found a way to separate, found a way to go get the football. That's what he did. It. That's what he did. It, it, uh, at South Alabama. Whoever you knew that in college football you've ever seen, go get a football and then let people know that he caught that football. That's your comp right there. But until he gets back that he, you know, he's just, he's a guy that's just a guy. But yesterday he showed why he got drafted where he did, because he has the ability to go make plays. He has the ability to go extend. He has the ability to go play with a little power and not crumple when people are on his back. So I don't know what the comparison is, but his college, that college player at South Alabama was a lot better than what we've seen a lot of what training camp. We saw a little bit of that uh, South Alabama guy yesterday. So that's at least a good start. Absolutely. All right, uh, Brian, that does it for us. We will be back at practice uh, here on Wednesday night, the final one. And then Can't wait. Uh, it, it'll be time for real NFL football. Uh, but for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. Uh, thanks so much. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.